0: Time for our Tuesday conversation with Wolfgang. He is presented by the Spa at West Glen, and he joins us here on the phone line. Wolfgang, what's happening to your world? Not
1: much. Just was outside getting rained on, but other than that, not much.
0: Yeah, Not too bad. We got, well, what do they say? April showers bring May flowers. Let's hope that's the case. It actually just means more yard work for me. Not <laughs> something that I like a whole lot. But Everybody
1: start up your lawnmowers right now, quick. Okay, because if you have to get them fixed, they're not going to be fixed for two weeks.
0: Oh, that's a good. Call. Can I can
1: I give you some uh, advice there? Yeah, do that. Been there, done that. Start, hey, there's a sponsor right there.
0: Oh, now yeah? now you're thinking. I like it. <laughs> I like it. I like where your head's at, Wolfgang. Well, uh, we got plenty to decipher. Talk about get into. Uh, let's start coming up Friday night. Our final opportunity to see the Hawkeyes out of Kinnick Stadium. It'll be a Friday night spring game and. It does sound like it's going to be more towards a game than what we've seen in the past, so uh, a chance to see a lot of 11-on-11 work. What are the things as we've gone through spring and we've talked about injuries and position groups? What's a thing or two that you're going to be looking for Friday night? Well, thats
1: I can't remember if if I said this to you, but I love Kirk Ferentz. You know that I stick up for him all the time. The one thing that I just could not stand is that we didn't have a spring game anymore a spring game, Trent. Not a spring practice or a spring like, you know, I'm talking a spring game like back in the day. That's what I miss. When all these people are like Nebraska got, am I wrong? 70,000 people over there? Right. Yeah. You know, and and back in my day when I used to go there, there was close to 40,000 people there.
0: Whoa, and they whoa, didn't whoa, even whoa whoa 35. 35. Uh, maybe 30. Maybe thirty, and they didn't even try. Right, they did
1: not even try to like get a lot of people there. That was I'm talking a long time ago. Okay, so I, okay, thirties. Can we say thirties?
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll let you go there. I'll let okay. you go
1: there. Maybe at, maybe at the best thirties. Okay, so okay, you you called me out <laughs> on that, but <laughs> we'll say thirties. But they didn't even try. I mean, everybody had to bring a you know some green beans. You know, when it can to get in, Mm -hmm. that's it. You could have done more with that. You could have, and you see, and you hear all these other programs that have done this. I think I was missing out because Iowa has a fanatic fan base. If there was an actual spring game, Trent, I really, truly believe, and they promoted it, okay, and they didn't charge or they just said, you know, bring in your your green beans and your corn or whatever, and and this is a... uh, Whatever I believe they could get fifty wow you you agree, you disagree uh, I think we got a hardcore fan base and I and i totally I would put money on that, maybe not the first year,, mm-hmm. maybe not the second year, but I think the third year I will would get fifty k. I truly believe that
0: let's see how would they have to do it? Well, you have to make uh tailgating a part of it. I mean, it has to be an event, it has to be a full day that's. That's how the Iowa crowd rolls, if they make it something like that, where I've been to spring games in the past and sitting there and told by the security, hey, you know, you you can't have that. We're not (laughs) going to write you a ticket, but just put it away. Wait a second,
1: wait a second. Now, now I know you're lying. You had a cop tell you, uh, well, we're not going to give you a ticket. I went to Iowa.
0: As did I, yes, and I, I was told. Two different times, in fact. We were over on the west side of the stadium, parked over there, and throwing the football around. Didn't have a grill or anything, just uh, chugging a couple natty lights, and they said, <laughs> well, well, uh, put those away. Uh, tailgating is not allowed here for the spring game. So oh, my. Okay. They were, they were <sighs> nice about it. They were nice both times about it, but we were told. So that that is aspect number one. Okay. You have to allow tailgating. You have to allow all those things that happen you know, before a game to get to that because – Fifty thousand people aren't making their way to Kinnick Stadium to watch a spring game with no tailgating. We know Hawkeye fans too well. True, true, true. Yeah,
1: and you, yes, you have to do that. They got to get creative, get smart, and do that. I mean, I was—how many years ago was it? I swear, did I make this up or did I dream this? That they said tailgating was no longer allowed. I remember hearing, and I think it—maybe I'm wrong on that—because I think it was just hard alcohol you couldn't have. And I heard a story about a 60-year-old pouring a uh, Bloody Mary early in the morning. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine being a 60-year-old man tailgating and the cops coming over you and getting getting a fine or getting a ticket or whatever? That's ridiculous. It's called tailgating. That's what brings in the money. That's what makes fans want to go to games. I told you there was a number of years where I was sitting in the stands going, and obviously the play wasn't that good, but it was also not that not that fun. The tailgating had gone downhill, and I I think you disagree with me. Am I wrong?
0: No, there was certainly a time where it was, uh, what, four or five years ago where they put the kibosh on it, but here over the last couple of years, that's not been the case at all. It is Now is it at the level that it was in the late 90s, early 2000s? No, it's not. But it is uh, Why, though? Why? Tell me why. Because of that initial surge when they really cracked down on things, and now yes. I think everybody's smarter about it. They, they realize, you know what, I can't be stumbling from tailgate to tailgate with a, a six-pack on my holster tied into my belt loop, walking around, stumbling all over the place, hooting and hollering. People realize, if you walk around with a beer, if you go from tailgate to tailgate, you're going to be all right. Just don't be a moron about it, and that's what it is anymore. So the moron factor has gone away. How about that? I
1: liked the moron factor.
0: (laughs) I did too, but... He is I, and I am him. It's not coming back, Wolfgang. That is the thing. It's not coming back. It's
1: never coming back, because we keep getting rated, what, close to the biggest party school Mm -hmm. nationally, and nobody... I mean, the games just aren't as much fun as they used to be, and they need to figure that out. We've talked about that with basketball, right? Because they need to figure something out with basketball in terms of tailgating i know it's freezing out and nobody wants to go but there's ways to do that i told you i went to an iowa state basketball game and they had i mean for some reason we got awesome seats and front row i've never sat in the front row before but there's ways to do it to make people have fun and make the atmosphere crazy and have you heard they're taking the ter- first two rows out of car or of kinnick
0: oh really no i didn't hear that that's
1: ridiculous That's absolutely ridiculous. That's what made Kinnick great in a home court, you know, a home field advantage, and they're taking the first two rows
0: out of that? I can't believe you didn't know this. No, no. Is this part Uh, of No, Okay, so I want your reaction? Well, this is part of the renovation, I'm going to guess, of the north end zone, correct? Yes. Okay. Well, yes, uh, those seats, I've sat that close before, and they kind of suck because you can't see anything, especially for a short guy like me. It's uh, difficult to see a lot of the plays, but it is fun being right behind the bench, hollering at the players. Uh, Seeing the interaction, I've also been over on the home side Uh, one time, and I I was a little bit higher up, but I think like fifth, sixth row, something like that. Yeah. It's it's really cool. It's cool, but the proximity and the closeness, that's what makes Kinnick what it is. That's disappointing to hear. It really is. I, I understand it. I understand because of what they have to do in the north end zone there, that it probably has to happen, but... That's what made Kinnick Kinnick. Uh, when you hear players and different teams talk about the experience yes. inside of Kinnick, it's the proximity of the fans to that bench and that going away. Yeah, that's disappointing.
1: That's I yes I I don't think there's been enough talk about that and the fact that you didn't know that you yeah. know I mean you're up on everything every sport and I, the and fact that you didn't that. know that no. I'm I'm a little po'd about that and I think that um, unfortunately is going to hurt the home field advantage. Mm-hmm. Then you talk about the tailgating that we've already talked about. It's going to hurt Iowa in terms of their winning and what, what Iowa is going to do with that. But we shall see, I guess.
0: Yeah, well, in terms of winning, I mean, this is still a team that has lost, what, at home to the yeah. Western Michigans, the Central Michigans of oh, the world. They've had plenty of losses there where uh, Kinnick was not a factor. You just got to have good teams. Good teams that, in the end, gets it done more than an advantage that you have having – People close to the field. It's a great environment. I think the North End Zone project is going to be incredible. It'll keep sound in. Uh, the two-tier system, it looks unbelievable. If you haven't checked it out, go over to com is the website. Look at uh, all the renderings that they have, the videos that they have. It's incredible, Wolfgang. Have you been over there? Have you taken a look?
1: No, Now Where you sit, okay, like I literally, and I'm I'm not joking here, I literally hit almost every single game since I was six to eight years old. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I did the Saturday show so I missed a whole season, and then this year I missed half a season. So I have not been there. Tell me like what is what is the atmosphere there like now? Were you at the Michigan game?
0: Yeah, yep. I was there. It was incredible. It was a great environment. So we're back? It's what?
1: I can tell no. I can tell by the way you're 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 sighing no. Well, I the it... Kinnick is not back because we used to stand the entire freaking game back on the five-yard line where I sat. It was awesome, okay? And I've sat at the 50. I've sat at other other places. But that's what I loved about Kinnick versus Carver. Everybody would stand. And I don't know if they were standing in the hardcore seats you know in the in the uh, big time donor seats or whatever right but what did you what have you witnessed these last two years because I can't even speak to it
0: well, my section has stayed the same section one oh two stand where long time. what uh
1: what yard line are we talking
0: uh we're right about the goal line and okay are, that, yeah yeah sure. about forty rows up right in that area thirty five forty rows up and it's it's the same I mean that section always stands we we've stood for ever since I moved from the student seats over to the, that that section over there. We've always stood, so nothing has changed for me. And and that gets into the revisionist history. You know, I hear about uh, the great environment that Carver-Hawkeye was. When I was there as a student no. in the late 90s, no. it wasn't a great environment. No, it wasn't. When people were back there in the 80s, what do they talk about? Well, it certainly isn't the field house. So people like to go back to that. Kinnick is, it's what it is. I, I, I don't see a big difference today. The Michigan game, that was a great one. And people talk about the fans and how they don't show up and all these things. Now, go back to 2002. 2002, they're on their way to an Orange Bowl and a Big Ten championship. 65,000 people were there for the Purdue game. One of the best games I've ever seen in Kinnick ever in that game. It wasn't sold out for that one. So, you know, people, I, I think sometimes their memories uh, fade a little bit and everything is, oh, back in the day, how great it was. Oh, it's God, not that thank different. you. It's not that different, Wolfgang. It, it, the environment is still good for a big game, just like it was in the early 2000s. Just like it was in the 80s and 90s, the environment isn't that different.
1: Now, who are these people that think, and, I, and I've heard them too, Trent. I've heard these people that think Carver was awesome back in the day. We had probably season tickets for, I don't even know, six, seven, eight, nine years, something like that. It was, I, I never was like, oh, great, the volume here is awesome. This is a fun time. Mm-hmm. We, i got to drive two hours, Trent, to go to Carver. So you better make it fun for me. And if Gary Barta is listening, you better make it fun. Find a way. Get creative. Call me. I can figure it out. Trust me, Trent.
0: You got ideas. I do. has ideas. Hit him up on Twitter at (laughs) WolfgangHawkeye.
1: Wouldn't that be funny if Gary Barta actually Twittered me? (laughs) (laughs) He he doesn't know what Twitter even is. (laughs) You know damn well. I've talked to him. Have you talked to anybody? I don't think I brought this up yet. Do we have to go to commercial break or no?
0: uh yeah let's take a quick break hold your thought we'll come back on the other side here still lots more with wolfgang he's in uh with us throughout this final hour of the program always fun always good conversation wolfgang well i get rid of jimmy b as he's on vacation for a couple of weeks now wolfgang wants to talk nba we'll do that as well <laughs> coming up here on the other side our conversation with wolfgang presented by the spa at west glenn we're back in a moment Back again with Wolfgang from the Wolf Construction Roofing Studios. Our conversation with Wolfgang each and every Tuesday and Friday is presented by the Spa at West Glen. And can uh, I talk with Dr. Heidi coming up on Friday show, Wolfgang?
1: Ooh, I like that. I just we uh, were driving next. Tiff and I were driving next to her and Randy, and we were like waving at him, and I was afraid. Uh, that um, Tiff was going to take her out because she was, she likes, I'm like, hey, drive, please. We were waving at her as we were right by her. Can you please just drive, Tiff? I'm
0: crying out loud. Yeah, 10 and 2, 10 and 2. <laughs> Thank you. Well, Wolfgang, you wanted to talk uh, some NBA. Let's do that do right it. now. Do it. Uh, LeBron James last night gets the job done against the Pacers. Pacers had a big opportunity in game one to get it done. They've done it. They won the first two games. Didn't look pre- pretty in the process. I'm going to leave this open-ended. I have some thoughts. It is playoff time. That means that I finally start watching the NBA. But, uh, That's I'm fine. It. I know you want to talk about your boy LeBron, so give me what you got.
1: Well, I like to, I like to talk to people, um, whether it's on Twitter or regular, you know, just regular people, if they know basketball, because he is the best passer I've ever seen in my life. Okay. I don't know if you saw that pass. You probably did in the highlights. Gripping the ball Mm -hmm. 35 feet out, pointing at people saying, go this way, go that way, and pitched it like, you know, like a pitcher. Grabbed and just threw it and hit him on the dime. (laughs) The dude is the best passer I've ever seen. And I think I brought this up, I mean, a year ago with you with Magic Johnson, there, are, there used to be a clip on YouTube with LeBron v. Ma- Magic on their passes. And LeBron does all of Magic's passes, but with better flair, with better um, speed, with just, it's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. And you bring this up to people, and they go crazy, Trent. Mm-hmm. Because I'm a Larry Bird. He's my number one player of all time. And I'm a Magic guy as well. You bring this up to people, and they will go crazy. I would love you for you to bring this up to Jimmy B. I would guess he'd obviously go with magic. It's not even close if you watch this clip, these clips. It's not even close. He hits them in the pocket every damn time. He's unbelievable. And he has a chance to beat the scoring record, Trent, and he's not even a scorer. He scores by accident. That's not what he does.
0: Yeah, he put his head down a couple of times, and that's the other thing. He can get to the rim whenever he wants, even at this point. I mean, he's played 14 consecutive years. He's on his way to what? His six straight finals? Would it be seven straight finals this year? Whatever it is, there's so many miles on him, and it just doesn't seem like there's much slowing down with the guy. He is incredible. So, so no, you like him? You oh, like him? I'm...
1: Now, now we hate the we hate the decision, right? Right? Can we get over that, please? Can we get over that? This is a child star. There was a child prodigy at age fifteen mm-hmm. or sixteen on on SI, right? Can we give him a freaking break?
0: I think it's changed. I I really do. You really?
1: I do. I not no, on my Twitter, man. I'm going back and forth with people on Twitter. There's a Michael Jordan cult, and it's sick.
0: Well, there is. You, you are absolutely correct about that. There there is, and there are people that. We'll never believe that there's anybody that can even be in the same stratosphere of what Jordan was. Bigger,
1: stronger, faster? No. Look, yeah. at, look at track. Look at, look at all sorts of things. You get bigger, you get stronger, you get faster. What was Michael Jordan? 208? I think I looked it up and he was 218 or okay. something like that. All right. Okay? Give me a break. What LBJ? He's anywhere from 250 to 270. Did you see him posting up the guys a couple games ago? It was embarrassing. It was like dad posting up kid, six-year-old kid. It's embarrassing. And I'm not saying Michael Jordan is not the best ever. I'm not saying that, okay? Then what are you saying? I'm just saying the people that act like it's not a combo, it is. Okay. Is that you don't you don't buy that? You don't even think it's even a even a conversation.
0: No, I think it's a conversation. I I've always been a big LeBron guy. And last year I did not know this about you. Yeah, 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 yeah. We talked about it last year. Come on, Wolfgang. Yeah,
1: but how big of a fan. I mean I mean I'm mean, I'm a groupie. I mean yeah, I'm a wappy. I'm,
0: I'm not that. I'm not certainly not a groupie. I don't go down that wide way, but uh yeah, I I've always enjoyed him playing. I think he always took way too much. What do you track. like about him? What do you like about him, Trent? Just the the sheer physicalness of his game and how good he is at every facet of the game. Okay. Going back from the block shot last year, the facilitator that you talked about where he's not a scorer, and the way that he has been able to transform his game, he's been able to adapt with the game, as has changed over the last 14 years. The guy, he, he is unbelievable. He really is, and you know, I... I guess I just see the negativity that comes from the Skip Baylesses of the world, and I just roll my, oh my eyes and, God. and don't pay attention because you know what he is. He's, he is a paid mouthpiece to try to rile people up. I don't fall victim to that kind of stuff. So I don't know. From the circles that I see, I, people, I think, give LeBron his due. Now does it measure up to Michael? P- That's oh, a
1: boy, I disagree with you, man. Yeah. You, you do not follow the—like I, I told you, I follow everybody do. that follows me. And, boy, let me tell you, because they're probably Chicago Bulls fans, right? Yeah. They, oh, man, they get on me big time. Hardcore. Hardcore. They just don't. They're different players, Trent. They're not. E- why do we even, comp- why are we even comparing them?
0: Well, it shouldn't. Right. And and that's, but that's what you do in the NBA. You measure guys up and you talk about, you know, what Wilk could do in today's game. And you talk about it. And, and that's a fun part of it, you know, is, is getting into the conversations and the arguments about what this guy could have done now. and. Uh, George Mikan. Well, George Mikan played today. He can play a co-college. So I mean, <laughs> it's true. Yeah. I mean, it's true. No, it's damn true, right? But, yeah. But you're trying to, you know, adapt to the. It's the same thing. You know, with baseball, football, all these different things. You, you go through, and the games are so different. So you're trying to measure what a guy was in his era, how it could work in today's game, all these different things. I think it makes the argument fun, at least personally.
1: Well, so so you say LeBron only has. Three championships, right? Four MVPs. He should have had five, six, seven. Everybody knows he's the best player. I mean, even the people that don't like him know that he's the best player now, which is weird when your best award and your most prestigious award, Trent, doesn't go to your best player. It's odd. No? No?
0: But it's not a voting. Who are you going to take first in a pickup game? Because that's LeBron every time.
1: Well, let me let me tell you about MVP, most valuable. Yes. Okay. So there was something to the effect of James Harden yep. when he didn't play, he was zero and two. When um, Westbrook didn't play, he was zero and two. Or excuse me, two and zero. The the team was two and zero, and Harden was two and zero, or something like that. All these great players when they didn't play we're able to still win. You know what uh, that, LeBron did when he didn't play? And it's been happening for years and years and years. And that's how you define most valuable Most valuable to me. Yes. 0 and 8 0 and 8 this year but, when but, LeBron doesn't play.
0: Here's the thing, Wolfgang. You're talking about incredibly small sample size. Who did Oklahoma City yeah, play? Yeah, you're Houston right. You're with? right. Yeah, who did, who I, mean, Houston I agree.
1: I agree. But it's not like a small sample way. size with LeBron I, and, over the last three years. It's not. Mm-hmm. It's like... It's like two in, I mean, it's ridiculous.
0: But this is not an MVP for 2015 through 2017. True, I agree. This is an MVP for the 2016-2017 season. And Central. I give it to
1: Westbrook, even though I think um, he's a little bit of a joke. I <laughs> Ch- think he's Chased a little bit... I'm
0: well, you there. Yeah, I...
1: it, it's a little bit of a joke. He was going for those numbers, Trent. Yeah. He was, you, you know he was going for those numbers, and I don't care. And they brought that up with LeBron, I think, three, four years ago, that if they had the pace of play back when Oscar Robertson played. Mm-hmm. He would have destroyed the triple-double um, record. Destroyed it. Yeah. There's a different pace of play now mm-hmm. than when Oscar played. And I can't remember the guy that he's so good. And he, when he actually gives an opinion, it's very – he talks about transition defense and how bad it was back then. It was terrible. Mm-hmm. And I'm an 80s guy. I'm a Larry Bird Magic Johnson guy. It was horrible, Trent. Horrible.
0: So LeBron is the guy you're picking first. Westbrook is the MVP of this year. We, we got that.
1: I, right. I don't I don't. know. I, I go, who's the best damn player? But I, I want to give the, the Michael is, Jordan that's, award. That's okay? not
0: the award. The award is most valuable player.
1: And, well, then, yeah, I just gave my – exactly. I just gave my opinion. Most valuable, if you are not playing in, in eight games and your team doesn't win – yeah, that's pretty valuable. See? Oh, no. No, no, no. Really? 0-8? Here, here's LeBron the prob- plays eight games, and they don't win one game.
0: Here is the problem for me.
1: They Who's won- the best player in the league? LeBron. Okay.
0: Yeah, it's LeBron.
1: Let's but- have two awards in.
0: Well, we're not going to. We're God, you got me fired up. I-
1: you got me fired up. I, I didn't know. think we were going to have anything to talk about. <laughs> now I'm pissed.
0: Okay. Take this LeBron team. They went 23-23 and 23 over the last 46 games. Yeah. With Kyrie Irving. True. With Kevin Love. I struggled to the MVP to LeBron this year. This was a year that was there for the taking, To I mean, he could have gone superhuman this year. He played a lot more minutes than no, I think he, he should. Can't do
1: that anymore, Trent.
0: I, I know. He played more minutes than I thought he should, but regardless No, he led that, the league in minutes. Right, which is dumb. Per
1: game. No, per game. not Not total, Overall, but yeah. per game.
0: And that's ridiculous. Tyron Lue should be fired for that. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me why? Tell me why? Because the guy is aging. You got the playoffs. Nobody cares about the regular season. You Thank played you. all those dang minutes, and he didn't even he didn't even get the number one seed. You're the two seed, and that's another reason I got a problem with LeBron. Kyrie and LeBron together, those guys could wake up with you, me, and Jimmy B, and they should win fifty games a year. What they win this year, fifty three? I mean, come on.
1: A lot of injuries. A lot of yeah, injuries. But I agree with you.
0: Injuries, come on. I. That's why I struggle for LeBron this year, and this year only, to win the MVP. I was definitely not in the the camp of Westbrook for a very long time, but what he did over the last few weeks... you
1: got to just give it up. To, I mean, he at, plays with a chip on his shoulder that mm-hmm. I have never, literally. Maybe Kobe, maybe who else Like, just looks at you like that, like they want to kill you? In, even college or pro, or who do you remember looking at you like that, playing that he plays... So damn hard. Is he selfish? Yeah, he is. Yeah.
0: And he played 81 games. That also is a yep. big factor for me. He played 81 of the 82. That but why?
1: He because he was selfish and going for that record.
0: Well, that's a part of it, too. Absolutely. <laughs> but he did play. None of the sit-out crap, oh, rest crap, none of that. He went out there. He played. He's the MVP for me. And it doesn't have anything to do with the triple-doubles. It's taking that team with that roster, getting them to the playoffs, where normally an MVP has to be on an elite-level team. That's not the case with Oklahoma City, and uh, for Harden, I just hate watching Harden play. I, I can't. You got to be kidding me! I can't. you have
1: to be kidding me on offense. Are you uh, are you crazy?
0: I hate the herky jerky. The you bumping. got to be uh, kidding me. You're a basketball dude. I am, and and there's something, and, and this goes back to his days in Oklahoma City, where I just I it's cringeworthy for me. I don't like watching him play. I understand, yeah, basketball people love watching, him, but. I, they're, they're, I, I have my
1: I, mouth agape right now. And, and I can't I, believe what I'm hearing. I, I can't Literally. I put my
0: finger on it, but I think it has a lot to do, you know, a lot of the bumping, trying to draw fouls. I just, I don't like, it's not an enjoyable experience for me. Is he a great player? Absolutely. I'm, I'm not taking that away. This is for me individually. This has nothing to do with MVP voting, any of those things. It is just watching him play. Westbrook, I love watching him play. LeBron, love watching him play. Kawhi, love watching him play. You're, no, you're, you're,
1: you are you're completely 100% wrong. I don't even like him. I don't like Harden because he doesn't play defense. It's yeah, a joke. It's embarrassing. He should never, ever be up for the MVP. The fact that you don't like to watch him on offense, you I want you to watch him again. Please watch him. And free your mind, okay? Mm-hmm. Free your mind. There's no way you're not going to love his offensive game, his step-back game, his hesitation and then goes to the hoop. I can't believe I'm talking to you.
0: I know. I, I And Jimmy B says the same thing. How can you not want I just, I don't know what it is. I can't It's put my defense. But I, I'm talking offense. I'm talking yeah, offense, right? That's what I'm talking about, too. I, I don't enjoy it. Oh, my God. something about it that it just, it bothers me.
1: I Na- name, a, name a player in your childhood ever that even came close to that kind of offensive game. Name one. <sighs> It's unbelievable. His offensive game is sick. I will give that to him. Should he be in the MVP voting? Absolutely not, because he only plays one side of the court. It's embarrassing. Okay, so if, if you've maybe gotten you know on, on the defense side and you, you hate that because you're actually one of the only radio guys that actually looks at defense. Um, but as far as offense, I don't get what you're talking about, man. That's freaking crazy! Like he's got like, the euro step. He's got the yeah. step back. He's got the hesitation. Go to the hoop. He's got the step back fade away jumper. What the hell do you want, Trent? I, Old man,
0: something different. I, I just something
1: like, different. I, something different. He's got everything.
0: He doesn't have what I like. I guess I, like I said, it's, <laughs> it's difficult for me to verbalize what it is. It's okay. It it's just okay. it just bothers me. His game bothers me. The. The herky jerky nature nature of it. It's not. It's smooth, but it's ugly. I like. I said it's difficult to explain, but I'll be watching tomorrow night, game two of. Oklahoma okay, season. give it another
1: yeah. shot, and I want to talk Cubs. Do we have time or no?
0: Yeah, yeah. Let's uh, let's talk some Cubs. Also, want to get into uh Cyhawk a little bit more. With sure, you. we'll take a quick break. Back with more Wolfgang here in a moment. Back to wrap things up, Wolfgang, with us here for the final hour of the program today. Good long conversation. We've hit on a lot already. Uh, we talked about Kinnick. We've talked about LeBron James, James Harden. How That's much ever. he sucks to watch play basketball. Oh, please, <laughs> <laughs> you don't agree. You don't agree with that. Well, I, like I said, I'll watch tomorrow night. I'll I'll give it another shot. But no,
1: and you're fair. That's what I like about you. I, you're fair. If you feel like you're wrong. That's I. I can't stand the Skip Baylesses of the world right. that hold on to their opinion. You will, you will watch him on offense, and if you disagree you know agree with your opinion that you gave me now, mm-hmm. you will bring it up yep. on Friday. You will. So I, I appreciate that.
0: We will do that. There's no doubt. So uh, Wolfgang, the Cubs are struggling now. You have never been at least uh, in your adult life a big baseball guy, right? No,
1: absolutely not. Haven't got it until last year. Uh, Tiff is. Actually, her family helped to bring the Cubs to um, to Des Moines, so oh. I've really gotten into it a little bit last year, and I watched all these guys. What I want to ask you, you know, I'm a big analytics guy, okay? Big analytics guy. Yeah. And I brought this up to you, I think, but I love talking to hardcore baseball fans Yeah. because, you know, you know, somebody will ask me, you know, I'm a big analytics guy in NBA, and somebody will bring up something simple, and I'll go, Wow, I never thought of that. And it's, you know, kind of embarrassing. On base percentage, why are they still doing batting average?
0: It's a good question. Uh, it's still a metric that.
1: Because I will say, Trent, I saw it yesterday. I was watching a game mm-hmm. and they brought out how, you, how fast you hit the ball out of the stadium.
0: That, that would be exit velocity.
1: Oh, my God. I'm starting to love baseball. Yeah. Okay? I freaking love this stuff. Okay? I'm, like, getting goosebumps that I'm going to actually have another sport that I'm going to start to like. Explain why on-base percentage does not matter, but batting average does. It drives me crazy. I don't get it. I ask all you bask, you freaking baseball <laughs> jerks. What the hell? Seriously?
0: It is very much the old hat. Now, if you watch a baseball game, you will see the on-base percentage up there a lot more. You'll see OPS, which is on-base, plus slugging a lot more. I think it's still, though, because it's still a baseline. It's still your casual fan. All right, this guy's hitting 300. All right, he's hitting the ball well. It's it's easy to decipher. So you're an on-base percentage guy. What's a good on-base percentage for a guy? What, what's That's a to- great
1: question. We looked it up. We were... Um... At uh, one of your sponsors, I won't say, but anyway, I'm not sure if I'm supposed to, but.
0: No, you can, you can. Anyway,
1: um, D50. There, or, you uh, go. there you go. Drought House. Um, so we were talking about that because I, I enjoy talking to people that know way more than me. Mm-hmm. about, And I don't know a lot about baseball, but I want to. So and they had no idea. I mean, it was just, I'm asking these questions and they're, they're just like, that's a great question. You know, I have no idea. Why? Why batting average is in front of on base percentage? So we looked at on base percentage. I think the best ever. All the was was Barry Bonds. He had like two of the top three, and I had that. I told them that I'm like Barry Bonds is the greatest baseball player ever. Am I wrong?
0: <laughs> uh, I I would find it very difficult to argue with that.
1: Yeah, because I think he had like two of the top three or something like that. Babe Ruth was up there. Um, anyway, on-base percentage, it was, who's considered the best hitter of all time? I'm forgetting his name, for crying out loud. Went to war, missed a number of years. Ted Williams. Yeah, Ted Williams. He was up there, but I believe Barry Bonds, wouldn't he have the number one on-base percentage with all the walks? It's, the goal is to go on-base, right?
0: Am I wrong? You're exactly right. You sound like Moneyball over there. I, I, I just don't get it. I don't get it. He got on base they, all the time. I hate Barry Bonds. Okay? I have the historical data here for you.
1: Okay, let's do it.
0: All-time on-base percentage leader. Ted Williams is number one. No kidding. He beat
1: he beat Barry Bonds that he, one year? you got to be kidding me.
0: Well, this is for a career, so I'm oh, going to start. No,
1: no, no, no. I
0: want for a season. Well, we'll start with career because I have all right all right, all right, all right, all right. Ted Williams won. He got on base. Uh, his on-base percentage was 481. Nearly got on base half. The time. That's,
1: that's for a career.
0: Babe Ruth is second in career. Barry Bonds is sixth.
1: That is sick.
0: At 444. So that is... Uh,
1: so, hey, Trent, what do I look for when they put that up on the graphics, when I'm watching the Cubs or I'm watching the Cardinals or watching the Royals? what What is average and what is good? What... When I look at an on-base percentage and I'm saying, oh man, he's good, mm-hmm. or he's average, or he's not that good, what what am I looking at? Can you even tell me that or no? Do you have to do homework on that?
0: No, I would say if a guy's over, if he's over 350, he's really good. If he's over 350, he's really good. He's he's in the top, top probably 30 players in terms of on-base, usually year after year. That, no that's kidding, it. okay. That's about what you're looking. In fact, let me let me bring up last year because I'm kind of I'm curious myself.
1: No, it's fun because I'm not. I'm just getting into baseball, so Mm -hmm. it's like I've had these conversations with hardcore baseball fans, and they find it fun too because they're like, "Wow, I've never been asked this." So I mean, we can do this, you know, but don't ask me something (laughs) because I I will not know. So yeah, I think
0: I think the 350 number is a good baseline. Last year, 28 players were 350 or better in on-base percentage. So that's kind of a good spot to kind of look at there. If you're in that, then you're in in the very good category at the very least.
1: Very good, 350. 350. Gotcha.
0: Mike Trout led the league last year in on-base percentage at 441.
1: Okay, I got some knowledge for you. Want to bring it to you? Yeah. He's just about beating everybody in every category at his age. He's going to go down as probably one of the best ever. Mike Trout? Yeah, Mike Trout. Every single category... At his age, when you look up Hank Aaron or you look up whoever the the leader in every single category, he's either there or close to there or better. Yeah, he is, is he good. that good?
0: Oh, he is that good.
1: He is, he is good. that good. And this isn't the steroid era, Trent. Right,
0: right. That's that makes it even
1: un, more unbelievable.
0: Power, speed, great defensively. He does everything. He checks every box. The problem, last couple of years, is the Angels haven't had anything around him. Mm-hmm. Baseball, as individual as things are, it's a one-on-one battle every time that you're at the plate. Got to have dudes around you, and we see that. Yeah. Hey, I found out the numbers here. Single season leaders for on-base percentage. You're right. It was Barry Bonds. Do you remember that year? Do you remember that year? I wasn't a
1: baseball guy. I'm like, this guy is the greatest thing I've ever seen in any sport
0: ever. They cut to him. I mean, seemingly every at bat. I remember, you know, be watching baseball tonight, the late edition or something. They cut to his at bats. It was incredibly fun to watch that year. On base percentage, six oh nine.
1: Oh my God! What's the second best ever?
0: Barry Bonds in two thousand two, <laughs> five eighty two.
1: Steroids, ye.
0: Uh-huh. Ted Williams is a uh, third on the list for single season in forty one with 553. It, oh, my God.
1: Year. So would you agree with me? Those two seasons are the best seasons in any sport that you and I follow.
0: Well, could, it's, could you go there? It's a historical anomaly. I mean, we've never seen it. I've never heard like anybody
1: that. talk about this, Trent. So, I mean, I mean have Across people talked sports. about this? Across How great sports. that season was in terms of all the other sports? I don't think there's ever been a better one or two seasons, than we, that we have seen, and we got to see that. Am I wrong, or am I going too
0: far? No, I. Here, here's the numbers from that year: batting uh, average three twenty eight, on base five fifteen. The year he hit the seventy three home runs, seventy three homers, one hundred thirty seven <laughs> RBI. <laughs> That's ridiculous. He was walked hundred and seventy seven times. Oh my that year, god! Including uh, thirty five intentionally. The numbers get more ridiculous later in his career when he was forty. When he's 40 years old, he hits 45 homers that year with 101 RBI. That was uh, the year that the on-base percentage was 609. He was walked, get this, Wolfgang, the year he hit 73, he's walked 177 times. This year, in 2004, he was walked 232 times. <laughs> How
1: many home runs that year? 45. Oh, my God, Nevin.
0: Uh.
1: This, see, I love talking like with somebody that really knows baseball and I'm, I'm getting into this. I really am. I promise you, I'm, I'm getting into this and, but I need somebody that's a, I know you, you wouldn't call yourself an expert, but you are quite frankly. Um, so yeah, no, it's fun. It's fun to talk about. Um, let me see what else. The other guy, just from a guy that doesn't know baseball again, right? Trent. Okay. We good on time.
0: Oh, yeah, we got about two minutes left.
1: Okay. Another guy I would bring up is Pedro Martinez, pitching in the steroid era. Right. And am I wrong in saying he was freaking unbelievable? Yes. Would you put him up there with the greatest of all time ever? Like, literally, maybe number one. Seriously.
0: That's where it becomes more difficult, because between eras for pitchers – There's so much nuance. But he went
1: against, literally, he went against the steroid era. And had his ERA compared to other guys, I haven't looked it up again. This is why I like talking to guys that know their bleep. His ERA compared to the second guy or third guy, I'm guessing was, I remember looking it up, I think, was just ridiculous. He was so much better than everybody else. And he pitched in the the freaking steroid era. Pedro Martinez.
0: Let's let's take best uh, ever.
1: I'll I'll take him. Best th- ever.
0: This is one of the more ridiculous years that he had. Uh, Cy Young Award. He won it three out of four years. But let's let's take a look here. Middle of the steroid era. Let's go with his two thousand year. Okay. Won eighteen and six. One seven four ERA had the most shutouts in the league with four seven complete games. Struck out two hundred eighty four in two hundred seventeen innings. So I'm going to bring up. The rest of the pitchers that year in 2000. Okay. 2000 MLB pitching stats.
1: You said 174 ERA, 18 and 6, I believe you said. Yep. Okay.
0: So here we go. 174
1: in the, <laughs> the, in the steroid era. That's ridiculous.
0: Uh, second that year. Let's see who we got here. We got Kevin Brown was second in ERA that season. Again, Pedro was 174. He was 258. So nearly three quarters of a run better than anybody else in baseball. That's sick. That year, Greg Maddox, who finished fifth in ERA, his ERA that season was straight at three.
1: <laughs> and Come on, you love this. I can't believe I love baseball talk now. Yeah, See, This that's, is crazy.
0: You got to get into the nuance. You got to get into the numbers. Wolfgang, it's always a lot of fun. And I'm glad you're talking baseball with me and you're getting into it so we have things to talk about over the summer instead of Breaking down the Hawkeye schedule for the twelfth time. Yeah, we can do that too. I mean, that's that. always fun. You know but that. Yeah,
1: we can. That. Yeah, <laughs> I, but you'll have to you'll have to um, deal with me uh, asking you questions, and that's hopefully right. you're ready for them because I need to I need to understand. I need to learn. I want to like baseball. I want to like it because I got to you know, Jeff loves baseball and all them. So we'll see. We'll, we'll see. get you
0: there. We'll get you there, no doubt. Wolfgang, good talking with you again. We will do it again on Friday. All right. Thanks, Trent. That's you. Yep, have a good one, Wolfgang. It is presented by the Spa at West Glen. Dr. Heidi Cook, massages, something special for the lady in your life, whatever it may be, stop on out. The Spa at West Glen. Well, that will do it for today's show. A big thank you once again to Wolfgang for stopping by. A lot of fun talk with him. Always enjoy that conversation. Uh, guy makes me think, laugh. He's a good guy, no doubt about it. Wolfgang stopping in today. Talk some baseball with Mike Bates, Kevin Trahan and college football, the Cubs with Allie Yellen. You can always catch those podcasts up over at 1700kbgg.com for all the podcast here of Jimmy B and TC. We'll be back at it tomorrow starting at noon. Set that watch. Get ready to go. Flip us on the stream if you're stuck at work or if you're out and about during your lunch break. We got you covered here noon until 3 on 1700 with Jimmy B and TC. Rob Howe is going to join us. We'll talk Hawkeyes, getting ready for spring football, baseball talk, the NBA and NHL playoffs, all to come. It's a busy time of year. We'll be back tomorrow at noon to talk about it then. Thanks, everybody, for listening, and we'll talk to you tomorrow.